Welcome to the backwoods. My playground is out in the woods. Back in the sticks, this is my hood. Waking up early with nature's hand in mind. Finger on the trigger just to seal the deal. Feel the chill, shoot to kill. It's the thrill, it's the skill, it's the rush, it's the dust and grind. Living the backwoods life. What's up, y'all? Backwoods Live podcast. Uh, we've been on hiatus for the last few weeks because um, Kevin Knighton has been busy traveling the world and finishing up production on our TV show. So we um, have been preoccupied, to say the least. What do you think, Kevin? And we've been trying to get that new lease all set up for deer season two, and uh, that's that's been a lot of sweat and hard work to where when we were together, we didn't really feel like Talking about a podcast. No, you're exactly right. And the hard work and sweat is an understatement. That's all I've been doing for weeks and weeks now. Um, but we're making progress. And I think we're pretty close to having things where we can at least go hunting for a little bit. And that's ironic that we're getting finished up here and getting ready as the season started Saturday. The season did start Saturday, but based on, you know, the what we've got coming into the food plots and this ain't exactly a high deer activity time of the year in what are you talking area. about a food plot we don't even have any food plots yet we've got well, we dirt got, right now we've we got plots how about that no we got there ain't dirt. much food in it but there's plots there's dirt we have dirt right now so <laughs> it's work in progress like we said by the time uh you know deer season's over we'll have everything the way we want it for next year but the we, good part we, is we, we've been checking the coverts, and like you said, there's there's not a whole lot going on right now. We've got does and fawns, and a couple small bucks, and various stuff of sorts. A couple hogs here and there. We have a pile of turkeys, though. So, unless they all leave, and in the spring we have no turkeys and all deer, I, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I am encouraged for turkey season, and I'm also encouraged that deer season is going to get better as it progresses. Well, it's like I tell everybody, deer season is only going to get better than it is right now because it can't get any worse. It's 90, 95 degrees every day, and the deer just aren't moving. That's number one. I mean, it, the deer still think it's August as far as they know. The only difference is the bucks have now shed their velvet uh, based on our, our cameras with the few bucks we got. Most of them have shed their velvet, and um, it's kind of a transition phase. And historically, from I'm, I'm hunting in Georgia my whole life, when they lose their velvet, they become different animals until late October. Yeah, well, and, you know, depends on the pressure in the area a lot of times and things like that. Last year, you and your dad, first week, you both killed great deer. But, you know, that was something we had food established and low, low pressure. So, this year, well, also, uh, we'd also new had game. That, had all that going on for months and months ahead of time. Right. Oh, we yeah. Been, Since we, yeah. turkey yeah, season I mean, or before. We, we, yeah, we had these deer. You know, we've been feeding and, and managing and doing everything so that opening day, they, we would have these deer ready to go. Um, that, that's the difference then, in being able to start in February versus being able to start in August. That's right. We got this piece of property. We got over there like the 1st of August, and it's just been, you know, learning property, riding property, establishing plots, getting some stands out, getting some food out there for them. Because, the, I mean, there's no agriculture, really, around this place. It's, it's all basically woods deer. We're hunting woods. And, I'm, and I don't mean, like, 
oh, this is a beautiful hardwood ridge. I mean, thick, nasty pine trees, scrub oaks. It looks like the Georgia version of South Texas. Yeah, like you ain't fixing to just go for a walk through some of this stuff. No, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stay on the road. <laughs> and you're gonna go from A to B. Uh, you know, the soil is mediocre. Some of the bottoms, you know, where it's wet, there's better dirt. Uh, a lot of sandy soil, a lot of red clay. So, it, I mean, we're we're honestly taking a piece of property that has deer on it. And the area of Georgia that's in has deer and it has some really good deer. But you know, this is a property that's never really been managed. Never, or, or as far as you know, planting and providing food source for the deer. So we're we're establishing all that right now. So we're kind of in the, I mean, you and I both, we're, we're spoiled. There's no doubt about that. We get to go places all over the country and hunt. We, you know, we got our, my family farm. You know, that me and you hunt on this. Ten years of work has already gone into that, or more, to establish food plots. And I mean, you go and you see deer. That's just part of it. But here we are now in a place that's like, all right, this is a blank slate. It's in a good spot. It's got a giant power line running through it. It's got a gas line running through it. And it's just us doing our part now. Yeah, it's laying out a foundation for hopefully what's going to be a long time spot to have a lot of fun. And what people don't, you know, what you don't realize is it's bow season now. And, and really getting good bow hunting spots set up on a new piece of property and getting deer to come into them and, and getting a deer pattern, so to speak. That's what you and I were talking about before we started the, the, the podcast. Last year, like you said a while ago, we had deer patterned. We don't have any deer patterned this year. Well, and you had deer patterned, not only because, you know, y'all had started the food process as soon as you got the place in February, but the owners of the property had been feeding in those same places for years. So, yes. Yeah. So everything was, the pattern was long hmm. established before right. opening day got there. Right. I mean, the, the, the residents there were already set in their ways. And now we're at a new place with different residents that we do not know what ways are set in. Yeah, and with zero food established over the last however many years, it's going to take a little while to get it cranked up. Well, well basically, the Andy that, that hunts over there a little bit with us, he, he ran into the guy that previously had the property. And he said, there's great deer on there. He said, during the rut, there's you know really good bucks running around. But those guys basically had their stands up. They put some corn out and they went hunting. They didn't plant food plots. They didn't put out trail cameras. They didn't scout. They didn't manage. They, they just went. And, and I'm not knocking. I mean, heck, that, that's fine if that's the way you, you want to hunt. But you and I both are a little more, before I go sit in 95 degrees, I kind of want to see what's coming, what I have on there before I, I don't really want to waste my time sweating to death in early season. But I'll waste my time on a 30-degree morning sitting on a power line just to see what crosses it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and right now, we got plenty of other stuff to be doing while it's hot as far as putting together redneck blinds and getting stuff situated. So we got other, other priorities right now. No doubt. And I hope by this time next week when you and I do another podcast, if we don't do one this weekend at the camp, um, I hope we've got – some redneck blinds on at least a couple towers up on that power line so that we can go sit there and waste our time, but at least we'll be doing some scouting missions. That's right. So, uh, putting going the back Hawk optics there. to work a little bit. Exactly. We may have to sit over a spotting scope to see what's over there, but by gosh, we'll figure it out. So anyway, we've got a plan, new piece of property. We'll keep everybody posted. It's a, 
it is definitely a work in progress. Uh, but we do have the house all finished up, cleaned up. We did some painting over there this past weekend. Um, we got our bunk beds put together. Just got a few more things to do there. We, we're going to have us at least a nice spot to go hang out and chill out, uh, whether the hunting's good or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all, we're going to be comfortable, whether it's sitting out there in a redneck or sitting at the house <laughs> grilling some sausage. Yeah, well, we've earned the right to be comfortable at this point in time. <laughs> no, no more days of sleeping on the floor. Well, unless it's on our air mattress now, but still. Now, now the air mattress are at least up off the floor. <laughs> there you go. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're uh, learning as we go. And I did. my dad did hunt uh, Saturday morning while I was busy working on everything else we've been talking about at this new place. And uh, he sat at the farm there on the Antler King food plot, and he saw, um, I think he said 14, uh, one buck. So that just lets me know that it's not time to go hunting yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of those uh, long-established food places we were talking about. And if the big boys ain't coming to it, you might as well, you know, give it a little break for early season. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of deer coming in there hitting those food plots right now. And we've got a lot of stuff planted at the farm there. and Got deer all over the place. But the the coverts have been telling us that even the bucks that, um, which I haven't got any of the, the bigger bucks on camera lately, but all the, all the bucks that we've, the two-year-olds, three-year-olds, the they're moving at night right now on our place anyway. Which that's only because it's freaking hot, man. I mean, it's it was no doubt 90, 90 plus all weekend. Looks like it's going to be that for another week or so, and then hopefully by the weekend after next, we're going to get a break where the lows drop down in the sixties and the highs are maybe in the mid eighties, um, which would be a huge improvement from what we're dealing with right now. It'll probably get nice and cool about the time me and you hit the road going to Texas or Oklahoma or somewhere like that. Yeah, they'll start running in late September while we're gone, so that's all right. <laughs> but um, speaking of trips, you just got back from one. I uh, wish the weather was nicer, but from what you were telling me the other day, that's about it. Yeah, it was a very, very pleasant time of the year in Colorado for the weather. Uh, about mid-50s to mid-60s there in town where i was staying and when you got up in the mountains it was you know 10 or 15 degrees cooler so very very pleasant weather but uh i think i'd have been better off to stay home <laughs> well, I, uh, you, care, you care to elaborate on that <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful country beautiful scenery but uh first off i have only spot and stalked mule deer about one time in my life in archery and uh it was eastern plains of colorado following behind you i think mm-hmm. but uh other than that i i haven't done a lot of mule deer hunting i killed one mule deer one time in nebraska but it was not in the mountains of colorado where i had my tag for this year i had uh two gentlemen that were supposed to be there hanging out and showing me how you're supposed to do all that fun stuff out there. And through series of unfortunate circumstances, neither one of them were able to go. Uh, One of them, my buddy Derek, lives in Arizona. He had family emergency and had to stick around home. And uh, my other new buddy, Seth, lived close by, but he got stuck in a Yukon on a sheep hunt, and Bush Pilot couldn't come in to get him out. So 
a three-man hunt turned into a solo hunt real quick. Now, <clears throat> if anybody listening out there has never hunted in the mountains, or especially for anything, really, I don't care if it's what animal it's for, uh, other than maybe a turkey that you can throw over your back, that's not a good spot to be trying to bow hunt and trying to film. And then if you did shoot something, get lucky enough to do that, having to pack out by yourself, you know, four or five miles. Um, no, just no. Yeah, it all. I know that there are some guys out there that do it, that, you know, go out them against the mountain and manage to get it all on video. But uh, looking at the terrain and the conditions and the altitude and all the variables in the mix, I would say it was near impossible for me to stalk up on a mule deer shoot it with my wonderful elite bow and get it all on video so uh i changed my airplane tickets and came home a little bit early well can't say i blame you but if we was there together maybe we could have pulled something off who knows well and that's what i had several people you know message me and stuff talking about dang man you know wish i'd have been there with you and you know having somebody there with you does a few things you know one obviously you can each help carry gear and help you know video the process or whatever but also just having somebody there to share the moment with you makes you a lot more interested to go trying to walk up a mountain than sitting there holding all that stuff by yourself and looking at the same feet you know right and i mean not honestly hunting by yourself when people you know i know probably the majority of everybody that hunts by themselves whether it's sitting in a stand or whatever but when you're out in a, I don't want to call it a, it's not necessarily a desolate area, but a very isolated piece of property, you're, you're back, you know, miles in the mountains. Uh, there's a lot that can go wrong, number one. So, you, you know, always kind of be alert and what's going on. But the mental part of that, of knowing that you're out there by yourself taking this thing on is, is a challenge. And then it's not like, you know, I'm going to go sit in my deer stand until it gets dark and get it down, walk back to the truck and go home. You know, it, it's it's a different mindset. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, I have uh, come to the realization over the last week that I'm definitely not a me against the mountain kind of guy. I'm a we're here to have fun and enjoy what we're doing kind of guy. And uh, that, that just... That wasn't what I went out there for to go, you know, brave the mountain by myself. So, mm-hmm. well, nobody can blame you for that because I wouldn't have really jumped on that challenge either. Um, but, you know, to the guys that go out there and do it by themselves, hey, I mean, good, good for you. You know, more power to you. And I'm not knocking it in any way. I mean, that's just, you got to be mentally and physically prepared for that. And if you're not, then. It's probably not going to work out anyway. I mean, it's hard enough to go up in the mountains and stalk around and, and actually spot and stalk a deer that might be a mile away once you start your stalk. But then, even after this, a successful stalk, if that happens, the work really begins. Yeah, yeah. Shooting, Going out there and shooting a deer is only, in my opinion, about a third of the battle. You uh, packing it out and getting everything back to the house and getting back home safe and sound is the rest of it. Not to mention, there's like bears and mountain lions and, you know, fun stuff like that that they like to eat deer too. So, 
Yeah, one of the forums that I was looking at said that uh, that unit I drew, uh, in that person's opinion, had one of the highest populations of mountain lions anywhere they'd ever hunted. And uh, I don't know that I could uh, fight off a mountain lion when I was toting 100 pounds of meat on my back after uh, I'd already (laughs) reached my breathing hard point. I don't know if you could fight off a mountain lion without that, honestly, Kevin. I'm pretty sure I couldn't. Not to mention, you know, I flew out there, so I had my bow, but I didn't have any kind of, you know, firearm or handgun or even a big knife for that matter. (laughs) So. Yeah, TSA frowns upon that for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, maybe next time, man. Well, that's I told the guys, hopefully next time we can do it again and we can all go hunt together like we had hoped to this year and have a good time of it but it just wasn't in the cards last week for me that's right that's right well i know um i don't have anything coming up for a few weeks i think my next hunt is uh where we're heading up to out to texas with raw outfitters i think uh september 27th i think so we're, we're heading out that way and we'll be gone for about 10 days to hit there and then we're going to jump over to oklahoma and hunt with some buddies of ours um and I, I've been telling you what now, they've been sending me some pictures. There's definitely some bucks out there that they're moving around in the daytime. It's just a matter of the cars lining up for us when we get there. Well, and, you know, talking about this Colorado deal versus that, sitting in a tree stand hunting a whitetail is a lot more familiar to me than stalking a mule deer. So I'm confident we can figure something out out there, you know? Yeah, there ain't doubt about that. Because we're basically going to go sit in a tree stand and hunt a whitetail. So, uh, right. It's kind of like drinking orange Kool Aid. I've had some before. And, and that's what I, I told you on the phone when I was on the way home from Colorado. I said, if you put me in the middle of Illinois on a piece of property I've never seen before and tell me to go hunt a whitetail, I 100% would be confident I could go do that all by myself. I've been there a bunch of times before and I've done it. That uh, well, Colorado mule deer confidence. wasn't quite the case. <laughs> I'd have more confidence for you anyway. <laughs> I'd have a lot more confidence for myself. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt. And, um, you know, like I said, it's it's a great hunt, but it's a challenging hunt, and it's something that you just don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to go do this. you got to really prepare for it. You know, not saying you weren't prepared, but you were prepared for a different scenario when you had, like, other people with you. That was the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Not for what I ended up facing. I wasn't prepared. Gotcha. Well, speaking of something we are prepared for, what? just throw out there right quick, we're going to throw out five early season tips for whitetail hunters because we've established that we're not mule deer hunters. And uh, probably nobody listening to this has really thought we were a mule deer hunter anyway. But – all right, Kev, we'll go back and forth for five tips. I'll come up with three, and you come up with two. What? What? Just, just real quick, what's your number one early season tip? Well, number one for me, early season tip, most parts of the country, when you're talking early season, you're talking archery hunting. Uh, my number one tip would have to be to practice and know your gear well before opening day. So that when you do get an opportunity, you can make it count. Gotcha. 
my number one tip is use the 90 degree rule. If it's over <laughs> 90 degrees, don't go hunting. <laughs> well, I mean, there's probably a few folks listening I'm, out there. That I'm, says, I'm uh, kidding. I, I've talked to a lot of people that went hunting this past weekend. It was hot. I, a buddy of mine called me earlier and he's like, man, did you go this weekend? I was like, no, it's just too hot for me. I just don't want to go out there and, and sweat to death and, and educate deer. But if you want to go, go. I mean, I, I've seen a couple pictures of guys killed deer. Um, but he said he had three real small bucks come in right under his stand. Uh, he uses lethal, little field spray. He said he had to win in his favor too, but he sprayed around, sprayed down, and they walked right under the stand where he'd walked in and never smelled him or anything. So there are some ways to beat that early season heat, so to speak. Yeah, um, let, let me let me revise your tip a little bit. Uh, if you are going to go hunting in 90 degrees, don't wear white drawers because you can see them through your leafy mesh suit. Yeah, um, nobody really need to know that, Kevin. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to know how you know that. Um, well, I mean, but, you know, you well, got to wear the you know, thinnest clothes possible when it's that hot, and you don't want your white yeah. drawers showing through it. You know. Um, well, that's there's Kevin's two tips for y'all. Don't wear your leafy suit with white underwear, and uh, practice with your bow. So I got two more to go. Um, <laughs> my next tip would be. Well, now um, I know you're a little bit short on words now because you're picturing that, but you know. No, I'm trying not to throw up lunch I just ate, to be honest with you. That, that's why this whole thing's going south uh, as it is. <laughs> My next tip for everybody, seriously, though, would be to be careful when you're hunting food sources this time of the year because, in my experience, the deer don't bed too far from the food sources, um, depending on your terrain. Now, if you're hunting a, a bean field or a peanut field or corn field or whatever, and a deer only can bed you know, 200 yards away and have to travel back and forth. That's one thing. But around here in this thick cover that we're at, deer right now, I think, are in very much a conservation mode to, to build body fat because they know the winter is coming and the rut's going to come with it, especially the bugs. Um, and the does are hitting the food source, but they got those fawns with them and stuff. And around here, they usually don't go too far from the food sources. They try to find them a nice, cool spot to lay down, chill out, conserve energy. And then as the day, you know, comes dark and tonight and early in the morning they're going to hit those food sources but they're not usually going to be far so that's another reason why scent control is a huge plus to uh, to manage to you know like we use lethal products spray down with lethal make sure that you do everything you can not to educate those deer just in case they are really close to the bedding areas and along those same lines let your covert cameras do a lot of your scouting for you you know instead of stomping into a lot of those places um, just to see what's been in there or just, you know, watch. Instead, set up some cameras on some food and leave it alone till you do get ready to hunt it, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not saying cameras are everything. They're a huge tool that we use a lot for scouting. Um, they can tell you a lot, but there's a lot that they miss too. I mean, the deer can walk by a camera and not get their picture taken. Uh, but if you've got one, you know, if you, you, you got – repeated pictures of this you know nice buck coming in or whatever the case may be then obviously that's the spot you probably want to focus in on just be careful going in and out and doing it because all it takes is one little goof up and he's gone i mean it may, you may not get another shot at him so right, that's five kevin that's five really good early season tips especially don't wear your underwear in a leafy, leafy suit white well you got to wear some because i mean leafy suits are kind of abrasive but don't wear white you know I don't want to know how you know that either. All right, so 
<laughs> for all y'all listen, uh, if you if you are a fan of Backwoods Life TV show, please tune in Tuesday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Sportsman Channel um, in the Realtree block there. And if you're not, if you haven't seen the show before, well, tune in Tuesday night at 10.30 p.m. on, Real, on the Realtree block on Sportsman Channel anyway, just because it would change your life forever. But um, this week's show, our buddy Jeremy Johnson is hunting in his home state of Alabama. He's got his daughter. She's been going with him for a long time, sitting in the stand with him, but now she's finally old enough to see if she can shoot her first deer. Yep, she uh, has been watching and rooting on Dad, and now she's ready for Dad to watch and root her on for a little while. So y'all catch that in, in uh, tomorrow night, 10.30 p.m., which if you listen to this podcast, you might not know what tomorrow night is, but it's Tuesday. But this is today is September the 10th, Monday. But anyway, um, hop on there every Tuesday night, set the DVR, record the show, check it out, give us some feedback, let us know what you think. Uh, great show over there. Jeremy, a lot of deer on this place. And uh, I think old Jeremy may even sneak up on a couple bucks in this episode too. Yeah, he don't let Taylor have all the fun. I mean, he got to show her how to do it a little bit. Well, another thing too, uh, for those of y'all that may not have Sportsman Channel, you can download the My Outdoor TV app uh, on your phone, on your smart TV, Roku box, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, whatever. It's all over the place. It's MOTV, and you can watch previous seasons of Backwoods Life here. I don't know, Kevin, what they, what they have, like three seasons or four seasons on there right now? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how many they had uploaded. I think they had either two or three, and then they're rolling out new ones every single week right after our other episodes air. So. Actually, and even looking. Even if you do have a Sportsman channel and you do watch us, you know, every week, MOTV, they're revealing new episodes every week from last season so that, you know, like, for instance, Jeremy over in Alabama, they may be – rolling out episode on there uh, him doing some hunting in alabama from years previous so it uh it's corresponding when they're putting up new shows yep right now um gosh man look at there's there's 10 episodes uh, on the most recent season they've been rolling out let's see is this week um is that is jeremy show there number 11 of the season Kevin? Uh, Jeremy is number 11, yes. Okay, so last week's show was hitting the rut right, and um, that was that one, was, actually, the Buck the Days. Buck days huh? yep. Yep, that uh, Justin Moore, one of our crew members, killed some really nice bucks over there uh, year before last. And so last week's show on Sportsman Channel was, guess what, the Buck Days hunt. So I'm pretty confident episode 11 is going to be something with Jeremy in it. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. So, uh, but yeah, y'all hop over on that and check it out. You can watch, I'm looking right now on the app itself. There's one, two, three, there's four seasons that are available right there on the My Outdoor TV app. Not just our show. I mean, there's tons and tons of great uh, outdoor shows over there on the MOTV app. So anyway, y'all check that out. Also catch us on Hunt Channel. A lot of past episodes on there as well. Our buddy Merrill over there got a pretty cool little thing. The Hunt Channel's available all over the place, and it's for free as well. I was actually on a radio show this past Friday evening with Merrill. We were talking about hunting in the Hunt Channel and a little bit of stuff like that. So uh, There's a lot of ways to watch a lot of great outdoor content right now, and 
with our technologically advanced world. Yeah, not to mention we always have some clips on YouTube on our Backwoods Life channel, so subscribe over there too. The only place that is not technologically advanced is our new hunting camp, as we have no satellite, (laughs) we have no internet, we barely have cell phone service. But we do have power and hot water most of the time. Yeah, we got power, and and hot water's not a problem right now, because you just... Any water's hot, so uh, <laughs> you put a bucket outside for a little bit. You yeah, gonna have some hot you'll, you'll water. You'll be you'll be fine, I promise. But uh, anyway, we'll keep everybody posted as the season goes. Um, we got about twenty eight minutes here of talking your head off about a whole lot of nothing. So hopefully, you got something out of nothing and take it and put it to use out in the woods. But <laughs> either either learn from our mistakes or learn from our experiences. It's up to you. Yeah, success or failure. Either way, learn something from us and you're better off. But uh, anyway, y'all watch this uh, on the Sportsman Channel, like we said. For anybody in Canada up there listening, we're on Wild TV as well. Go to backwoodslife.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just make up something on social media. We're probably already there. Yeah, if you invent a new form of social media, we'll try to have Backwoods Life on it by the end of the week. <laughs> there you go, exactly. Well, Kevin, I guess I'll catch up with you this weekend, my friend, and uh, we'll see what we can do to keep everybody updated on the Alamo progress, as we call our new place. Bring your leafy suit, but not your white drawers. I'm not bringing. I'm bringing. I'm bringing t-shirt and shorts <laughs> and it's some seed. And the yeah. king seed. And the king seed. Got to go in the ground soon. Get these plots ready. And uh, we're going to check the coverts and maybe things continue to pick up for us. So, all right, y'all. Well, have a good week. Everybody be safe out there. Wear your safety harness, especially your hunter safety system like we do. And um, y'all send us some pictures. Post them up on our social media outlets and we'll share them. Anything else, Kevin? No, that covers it for me. All right. Also, y'all start exercising if you're going to go to Colorado Mule Deer Hunt. And line up extra buddies just in case. <laughs> if you ain't got any go make some yeah go make friends if you don't have a friend who wants to go go find a new friend that's right call Kevin he needs some <laughs> <laughs> yeah I need some friends <laughs> alright y'all have a good week see y'all up before morning put the tires in the clay back to where the deer and the antelope play nothing between you and the wild but the will to survive out here it ain't man but the law of the land y'all quick the draw means a buck on the wall It's a turkey call with a southern draw The real boys will fall My playground is out in the woods Back in the sticks, this is my hood Waking up early with nature's hand in mine Finger on the trigger just to seal the deal If you don't get a mother nature wheel It's the thrill, it's the skill, it's the rush, it's the dust and grind Living the backwoods life Living the backwoods life Living full drawing for everyone It's a special breed that gets the job done Clear mind, full heart and respect You give as good as you get Daddy told me how to stay alive And give thanks to the Lord for all we got Get him at the end and wake up and do it again. My playground is out in the woods, back in the sticks. This is my hood. Waking up early with nature's hand in mine. 
Living the backwoods life. Living the backwoods life. Living the backwoods life. 